The work of this church in the world is realized through the generous financial support of all who call this place home. Along with the gifts and time and talent, ours is a shared ministry. You have a role to play here. Church membership is open to all. For more information, go to uusf.org. Labarigani. What's the good news? I'm so excited to be, with you, be here with you all today. For me, this is nothing short of a miracle because today's Kwanzaa celebration uh, truly fits the textbook definition uh, of what a miracle is, a surprising and welcoming event that is not, a, not explicable by natural or scientific laws and is therefore considered to be the work of a divine agency. It was just over a year ago that I learned about the SF Village Project, a nonprofit uh, supporting the African-American community in San Francisco and their leader, Ms. Adrienne Williams. Let me tell you the story uh, of how I learned about it and why it's a miracle for me. It was the day before Christmas Eve last year when I left my therapist's office with tears streaming down my cheeks. I can't remember exactly what we had talked about, but I know that my spirit was stretched thin and I was feeling lost. Our youngest, Sterling, was just over a month old and I had not yet found the small group ministry here at UUSF. I had not yet decided to resign from my job as a med at a medical device startup to be a stay-at-home parent and my mother-in-law had not yet entered the hospital with a terminal illness. As I slid into the car, I yearned for the comfort of music to soothe my soul. So I set my radio to KPU. That's the poor people's radio, 89.5 on the FM dial in San Francisco, in case anyone's interested. And that's when the miracle began. Instead of music, I heard Miss Williams being interviewed about her work with the SF Village Project and the annual SF Kwanzaa celebration. That very next day, Christmas Eve, just one year ago, I sent an email to Miss Williams, and I want to share you, with you exactly what I wrote. Dear Miss Williams, I want to thank you for all that you've done with the SF Village Project, especially to create a cultural ritual to bring folks together to celebrate Kwanzaa. I'm very grateful that I faithfully turned my radio to KPU yesterday and heard your interview. It was so timely that I think God may have helped me find it. I wanted to share some of the background about my family and why we are excited for this year's celebration. Our family has two young boys, Liam and Sterling. We are also a multiracial family. I am white and my wife is African-American. We both grew up in the South and transplanted to the SF Bay Area over 12 years ago. As Liam is getting older, my wife and I have been discussing ways for our family to build new rituals in the community that teach our sons the values that we want to pass on, especially including their black heritage. This year's Village Project this year's Village Project's virtual Kwanzaa celebration feels like a great fit for us to participate and teach our sons the seven principles of Kwanzaa. 
We are so looking forward to participating virtually in 2020 and hope to stay connected more with the Village Project community in 2021. Merry Christmas and Happy Kwanzaa. When Christina and I started our family, I felt like we didn't have a community that we could just plug into and feel at home. So that's why it's a miracle to me that UUSF and the SF Village Project are coming together today. As these are the communities that have held space for our family and helped us build new traditions. And especially for us to establish this during the last winter holiday season that my children were able to be with their grandmother. I'm so grateful to the SF Village Project and especially Brother Clint for leading us today in our Kwanzaa celebration. And I hope it's the beginning of new connections. Kwanzaa centers around seven principles that Brother Clint will teach us all about during today's celebration. These principles resonated deeply with my spirit as they provide a framework for how we can live our lives every day during the year. And I think it's fitting that the first principle, umoja, unity, brings folks together in community. And unity is something Unitarian Universalists cherish, so much so that it's in our name. Lastly, I'll never forget what I heard Brother Clint say last, at last year's celebration. Bring your white friends. So here we are, Ashe. Today, December 26, would have been my Aunt Micey's 67th birthday. And so for Edith, Arizona Steed, I say Ashe. For my father, Huey P. McCauley, Ashe. For my mother, Lonette Steed McCauley, Ashe. I'm deeply grateful for this UUSF community, my community for collecting the offering twice last month in my mother's honor to support the black women's health imperative. Thank you. And for all of my ancestors, Ashe, I am standing on your shoulders and I am your wildest dreams. And from this vantage point, I wanna share with you all what Kwanzaa means to me. Most of my life, I have been one of the few, or really the only, black person in my community, be it at school, at work, uh, my in-law family, or this UUSF community. And it can feel quite othering, being the only. I ask myself, do I contort myself to get in, to fit in, putting other people's comfort ahead of my own? Do I feel safe turning off the code switching part of my brain so that I may show up as my authentic self? Where can I find that comfortable space that reflects my experience and my identity so I can have a deep sense of belonging by default? When I was growing up, my family moved several times as my mom took new job opportunities, advancing her career in healthcare. And my dad and I were just along for the ride. And looking back, I realized that 
My mom prioritized connections that instilled pride in my black and African-American heritage, no matter where we were, no matter where we lived. And my earliest memories of Kwanzaa um, were during my elementary years when we lived in Albuquerque, New Mexico. It's not a whole lot of black people in Albuquerque, New Mexico, but they're there, we're there. And we celebrated at Miss Debbie's house. She was one of my mom's sorority sisters from Delta Sigma Theta. And I thought she was so cool. Every year she would invite us to her Kwanzaa celebration or Kwanzaa feast on that next to last day of Kwanzaa. And her home was filled with African art and sounds of jazz and gospel and a lot of kente cloth. The Kwanzaa table was out with the Kanara and the red and the black and the green candles. In every day of life, I was the only black kid in my class and my parents were the only black adults that I saw on a regular basis until it was Miss Debbie's house at Kwanzaa. And there I saw my reflection in the many shades of her guests, warm brown skin, and I felt instantly and inherently loved, and I felt like I belonged. We moved from Albuquerque to Louisville, Kentucky for my middle school and high school years. My mom signed me up for Black Achievers. It was an extracurricular enrichment program run through the YMCA. And every Saturday morning, about 200 Black youth from around Louisville were focused on black excellence and we would gather for rituals and learnings. Our day always began with a recitation of the Nguzu Saba. We would say the seven principles and we did it all year long. We did it all year long. It wasn't just during Kwanzaa, every Saturday. So I invite all of you to take a moment, close your eyes if, if you feel like it and imagine yourself in the YMCA auditorium filled with black youth, the potential of black youth. It was an auditorium full of future leaders, internalizing self-determination, collective work and responsibility, and faith in unity. So picture yourself there with that swelling around you, and I encourage everyone to reflect on the synergy of the connection between the principles of Unitarian Universalism and the principles of Kwanzaa, as Reverend Vanessa shared. And you know, I'll be honest, I am a bit anxious to be up here today um, as newly minted member of UUSF with my family. I don't want us to be tokens on display in an act of diversity, but here we are because representation matters. And I'm uphill, up here telling my story to deepen my relationship and my connection with UUSF. And I also wanna let other people of color know, particularly black people, that this community is growing to becoming, growing to become a welcoming spiritual home for you too. And I wanna offer a final reflection to my community that is not black to ensure this day is about appreciation and not appropriation of culture, of black culture. Um, 
sometimes that line between appropriation and appreciation can be, can be thin, but I do believe that it is bright and clear. So my charge to you is to lean into that appreciation by learning more about the rich cultural significance of Kwanzaa. Take the foundation that Brother Clint so thoughtfully laid here today and deepen your understanding of the seven principles. And as you sing our songs and dance to our music and tell our stories and wear our designs or share in our traditions, as I invite you to and I hope you do, as you are doing that, ensure that you are invested in the well-being and equitable thriving of all black people. Invest in the black community locally and everywhere by using your vote, your voice, your privilege, your dollar, and your faith. So I'll close by returning to that YMCA auditorium. We ended every Black Achievers gathering by singing Lift Every Voice and Sing, a beautiful song proudly referred to as the Black National Anthem. It's a song known by heart in the Black diaspora as if we had inherited it in our DNA. And when I hear it, and when I sing it, I'm taken to the future. And I see my two sons, Liam and Sterling. They're three in one right now, but I see them clearly, perhaps in their own auditorium, surrounded by 200 other bright, aspiring, and loving black teenagers preparing for their futures. Mm -hmm.